Welcome to Mud Hut. It's been a while, but I thought, hey, we need another episode. Come on in and enjoy all the segments I have ready for you. If you're listening to this on the Anchor FM website, you will be able to hear all the songs I've included, but only in little clips because of copyright infringement. But I hope you will then look up the songs in their entirety. But if you're on Spotify, Google Play and whatever platform is shared, by Anchor, then I will try and name check the songs so you can just Google them and find those songs yourself. And that was the Marias from California um, with ABQ. Can anyone out there guess what that stands for? I'll give you three seconds. And toi? Um, apparently, it stands for Albuquerque. Yes, that's right. Just in case you were racking your brains to what it could mean. Um, the lead singer is from Puerto Rico, I think. And the rest of the band all seem to be from, I don't know, California, America. I'm going to feature them a lot in today's episode, so yeah, perhaps I'll give more information about the Marias. In today's transits and ephemerides, we on Tuesday the 13th of October, we have the sun in Libra, that's 20 degrees, so it's in the third decan, so it's coming up to its, uh, well it's got nine degrees left to be in Libra, and then we're on to the next sign. Then we've got moon in two degrees Virgo, so we'll have the moon in Virgo for a couple of days now, and Mercury in 11 degrees Scorpio, Venus well, <clears throat> excuse me, Astro theme. <clears throat> uh, we should be retrograding in Mercury today, so maybe it's later on today. Um, but they, it's not showing up on their chart, the retrograde. Uh, so we have Venus in 12 degrees Virgo. So we have a correlation there between the Moon and Venus right now, both in Virgo. And we've got Mars in 21 degrees, retrograde Aries. Got Jupiter in 18 degrees Capricorn, Saturn in 25 degrees Capricorn. So that Jupiter-Saturn energy there in the uh, constellation, the stellium of Capricorn, is going to be proving to be... Ooh, very uh, challenging, let's say. Let's say challenging um, this week because we're we're on a, um, the 18 degrees there in Jupiter and 25 degrees. There's quite a few more degrees to go until they're out of Capricorn. Um, not that Capricorns um, 
that bad but it's just quite no no nonsense just straight on the line this is what I want this is what how it has to be done well, let's get organized let's do this bosh bang bosh explosion do it you know it's quite harsh so anyway uh, <laughs> um I, I don't know if anyone can uh, translate what I just said then but anyway, Uranus in 9 degrees retrograde Taurus, uh, Neptune in 18 degrees retrograde Pisces, got Pluto in 22 degrees Capricorn, and Chiron in 6 degrees retrograde Aries. The true node is in 22 degrees retrograde Gemini, and the true Lilith is in 4 degrees retrograde Taurus. So today, on this Tuesday, the 13th of October, um, <clears throat> although it's not showing up as Mercury is retrograde just yet. Uh, in Scorpio it will be turning very soon and we've been in the shadow phase of Mercury retrograde for the last couple of weeks anyway so things have been going a bit wibbly wobbly let's say but so the next three weeks um, just take into account um, perhaps if things aren't aligning the way you need it to align or things aren't happening the way you need it to happen just just take a breather for this next three weeks because literally you know the harder you push back the the more you know the more that comes forward so just try and go with the flow with this one I mean it's like any retrograde but more with the Scorpio energy um up there in Mercury with the (coughs) excuse me in um Mercury being in Scorpio right now it's that energy is more of um hidden things and perhaps maybe surprises things that you perhaps didn't know may come up and crop up and secrets and things i don't know but um yeah um hidden knowledge that sort of thing maybe um that may or may not disrupt the uh the energies but um yeah so the sun in libra it's i do love libra um it's it's a great vibe um while we're on libra i may as well um acknowledge the 80th what would have been the 80th birthday of john lennon who was born on the 9th of october 19 well i don't really know the year because it's it's too early in the morning to think about (laughs) i know there's people out there you can google it so it would have been his 80th uh, uh, 10 days ago god no what are we on to now a few days ago sorry it's the 13th today five days ago um and uh i really 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 recommend um if you go on youtube or wherever you can hear it is the interview with um sean ono lennon with his brother julian lennon talking about their father um and um they have a chat with sir paul and um elton john and there there's lots of really insightful memorable stories and feelings and conversation that perhaps in the last 35 years haven't been haven't been expressed because you know i'm it's the conglomerate media that gets to tell everybody about information and it's never the actual mouth of the of that person that it happened to so there's always twists and angles and perspectives and it, it was just so nice to hear it hear just a conversation from people who actually lived it you know who you know elton john was talking about um when 
um, he was hanging out with um, John Lennon when he had briefly split up with Yoko Ono for 18 months and he saw a lot of him there in LA and they they wrote stuff together they played together and you know and Sean was kind of like saying well if you if it wasn't technically for you I mean evidently Elton John is his godfather you know I lit I wouldn't have been conceived because they had split up and you know you kind of got them back together in the uh in the in the concert that they did and John Lennon came on as a guest and Yoko Ono turned up and um, gave him a, a a flower a croissage not a, not a sausage <laughs> sorry I'm terrible with names of things like flowers and shit um <clears throat> but yeah no so I recommend if you if you're um just you know i love listening to podcasts and stuff like that and to hear sean sean i know lennon with his own little he's got such a lovely soft voice and it's it's not macho or egotistical in that in, in that podcast at least anyway it's very humble and you do feel like filling up with tears because you know such an awful thing happened in 1981 and people still can't talk about it because it's so awful you know a life was taken um and he was very much loved by a lot a lot of the world um and he tried to bring about peace which is um oh i can feel myself tearing up now docs um uh, which is kind of like not was was not on the agenda politically it's never on the peace is never on the agenda politically is it you know we need territory we need colonialism we need imperialism we need to take things we need to own things we need territory we need minerals we need to you know dominate so um yeah it's 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 yeah so i recommend <laughs> watching that uh is there was there was there anything else that um i think that was the only thing and then um i think Sean Ono Lennon went on some American chat show and did a rendition of Isolation by John Lennon and that was beautiful it's already a beautiful song but um but that rendition actually was was you know I always thought that Julian and Sean had very similar vocal uh <clears throat> sounds to their dad and um a thought came into my mind is like you know technically they could just sing in oasis both of them really <laughs> if, if if it really came down to it then poor old liam wouldn't have a job would he but um anyway i've rambled on i've taken the news further than i thought the transits and ephemerides and gone off into a another segment that i thought i'd do separately but no i've, I've hitched it onto the transits with um Without Mercury Retrograde coming in, um, I think what I want to say is, uh, yeah, just, uh, it's a retrograde, so just do things that catch up with stuff and, fit, you know, um, maybe just uh, rethink things or just the re-re-re, I always say, um, and uh, try not to, uh, you know, they always say, like, gadgets and things like that start playing up and... Um, <laughs> that kind of thing just and losing your keys and you know I, I think communication is lost sometimes during the mercury retrograde but this mercury in scorpio just maybe like um be careful with your words you know words are very harmful sometimes um 
in this but in that moment so um it feels maybe yeah with that capricorn um saturn in saturn right now there may be a feeling of aggression and unnecessary aggression this this you know i've noticed like i'm i'm from london i'm from west london and um I, like you know we've had lockdown and blah 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 and I've noticed like you know ever since school's gone back and we've gone back to work the lockdown has eased in London and you know um the the onslaught of industrialization has really really come back into and it's just people getting in their cars and driving around crazy it's gone straight you know it's stories of like there's a boy um, someone got hit off knocked off their bike on Fisher's Lane the other day and a four-year-old boy got killed um by a vehicle in Hayes yesterday um and it's it's like you know where are we going in such a hurry at this time you know and also you know with um emergency services on hold at the moment because of all this other stuff going on the covid stuff you know are we not we we just there's no hurry to be anywhere at this point you know and we've got you know, if I'm honest, I don't see this going away anytime soon, you know, going back to the old way we did, I don't see that, you know, I, I just, there's this, you know, we do, we do need a purpose, a lot of us in life, but, um, but I don't know, it's, it can't just be, you know, going back to being a penguin, you know, chop, chop, busy, busy, work, work, bang, bang, do you remember that advert? (laughs) Um, that sense of urgency that capricornican energy you know must work must get must do can't sit down must work 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 you know it's um yeah uh the earth isn't like that the actual planet isn't like that it it grows it does its thing it has seasons it takes its time there is no concept of time you know we make time we we looked at the planets and thought oh there's jupiter there's mercury there's mars there's saturn there's and we made those seven days so that we can then make time and dates in order for us to organize and get people to work Oh, we're going very deep now, people. We're going very deep. But, um, yeah, so what I was just trying to... October, November, December, January, February, March. When it gets colder and we go through flu season and we are going to be, you know, tested on, you know, the <clears throat> the groupings of six people um, per household or per wherever, the lack of um, cultural ex- exchange, i.e., you know, going to gigs, going to um, concerts or meeting people in congregations, and um, the whole concept of human beings united and being in unity is just diminished. But that's evidently what, going back to Hinduism, is what w- is the core value of what we believe is unity that's what yoga means yoga means unity so um and and that's of our bodies and our minds and our soul and our hearts and our spirit and um and that can be lost if we don't if we don't have that interaction necessarily you know and um 
I find it very odd that we're that that's the main thing that's targeting that we're we're having to do in order to get past this uh, virus, this pandemic, this um, evidently, you know, thing that's stopping us, stopping the world. Um, but I think it's I think it's really important, and I'm hoping things like Zoom and um being on the internet and chatting online and blah 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 does ease that isolation does ease that a little bit but um i feel like in the darker months in the colder months you know it's going to prove to be challenging at the very least at the very least so um i'm just going to say that i'm just going to put this out out there if anyone feels isolated alone unable to feel any engagement just leave a message just talk to anyone just sort of like find seek help um uh, it's never ever gonna be that bad i promise you know um it's um it's a it's a silly i'm just i'm talking about actually you know i'm i'm specifically referring to something some news i got yesterday I was just walking through the park. I was going to pick up my car from the garage and I bumped into a neighbour who'd said, did you hear all the um, police and uh, ambulances on Friday night? And I said, "Um, oh, no, I didn't hear any of that. Usually I'm like, oh, what's going on? You know, I'm a nosy neighbour and I'm always up in, you know, up in my window. But um, I didn't hear anything on Friday, which is very strange for me. And she said, oh, that um, Mick... Mick, um, Mix hung himself and I was like hang on a minute do I know this because you know in the last six months last couple of years I haven't really gone to local pubs and things like boozers and stuff like that because you know I, I don't know it's just a bit <clears throat> yuppified for me it's the yuppification of London that it don't suit me necessarily all the time but um I said hang on is he is he the ginger one with like a long face and she went, yeah. And I went, ow, hang on a minute. I only saw him the other day. He was talking about my spiders in my <laughs> in my lavender bush. <laughs> and she went, hang on a minute, I've got a photo of him. And she showed me the photo and it's not, it wasn't the guy that I was thinking of. It was the um, sort of Shoreditch. I was like, oh, it's the Shoreditch. I call him the Shoreditch guy because he's got the um, 1850 sailor look, you know, with the tattoos and the beard and the uh, short back and sides. That was... Um, uh, evident in Shoreditch <clears throat> about two decades ago and um oh it was a real shock you know because um last I thought he was married to a sort of like 1950s like busty lady with red hair called Amy apparently they they divorced two years ago oh my god I'm telling everybody on my podcast <laughs> nobody listens anyway <laughs> I'm talking like I'm talking to a neighbour <laughs> Uh, I don't think that any any anyone anyone would ever listen to this podcast anyway. But um, so it hadn't crossed my mind that he was any di- in any difficulty, and evidently it didn't cross any of his friends' minds that he was in any sort of difficulty. You know, as far as they were concerned, he'd you know he'd had a studio flat and he was organising his business. He had a marble um, uh, business where he created sinks and bathroom, uh, you know accessories and from marble and he was due to open up his shop on Acton Lane literally uh eminently very soon 
so um yeah it was an utter utter shock to think that I mean you know he's a few years older than me um but still never the same nevertheless in the same age range you know x generate generation x um and it, it, you know, it really has come to a shock in the community. And I did sort of like spot one of um, his mates, a mutual friend of other friends that I know from the area that I'm from. And um, we had a chat about it and he had no idea that he was suffering in such a way. And uh, and in fact, the last person to see him was old Alan, who's like um, an old neighbour who... Um, who spends 12 hours in the pub every day and he's about 75 and he sort of wobbles late at night home every night. Well, actually, maybe not every night nowadays. He's calmed down, old Alan. And um, evidently he was the last person to see him in the local boozer. Um, It's very sad. So I suppose ultimately what I wanted to say was you just don't know who's hurting, who, who, you know, they don't vocalise it. They've never, you know, but the, uh, evidently the reason why he was found was because he had left text messages and messages with his ex-wife that then alerted her into a worry. And she, <clears throat> excuse me, and she sent out a distress, a, 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 a concerned phone call to the police saying that she's worried about her her ex-partner. And, uh, and evidently that's he was and then he was found but it just makes me think that if he if she hadn't made that call how long would anyone have found out you know and that's so you know that's so important for us as a community to really check on each other if that we're okay you know um even if like you know it I'm not the greatest person of making eye contact with people that I don't know. And that's the God's honest truth. I sometimes don't want unnecessary attention or conversation. I, I, a lot of the time, am, like, not agoraphobic as such. But, you know, it takes a lot for me. I am, but on the juxtaposition of that, I'm super friendly, you know. But everybody has their foibles and their little, little things that they, um... If you catch me on a good day, I'm I'm very jovial, I'm very, you know, very friendly. But you know, yeah, I think this is it. Um, yeah, my my, I think I'm rambling on now, and I'm awfully like aware of that. So I'm gonna um, end this segment now. I've gone on for twenty minutes, but yeah, if if you just just be kinder, not even kinder. That's such a what's the what's the word I'm looking for. Um, just, I don't know, just sort of uh, connect more, maybe. Especially with this Mercury being retrograde now, there's going to be a lot of misunderstandings, miscommunications, um, things that are gonna, aren't going to go, you know, the way you wanted it to go. Um, and we're, gonna, we're, we're encroaching on those dark winter months now. And uh, just, just try and... Um, like what I did in the whole summer was just sit in the sun for literally as long as possible so I've got the reserves of vitamin D as much as possible in my in my marrow in my bones so um yeah just uh look after yourself out there and if there's anything that you know talk to people unite peep try and stay united um with one another
was the Marias again with Dejet Lilvar and my Spanish pronunciation. It looks like a French word if I'm fairly honest with the way my eyes are looking at it. Its translation is let yourself go in kind of like um, a way if you're having a good time and let yourself be swept away by the by the music and the ambience and the atmosphere. Not quite Ross Abbott party atmosphere, but you know what they're trying to say, and that's the Maria's. You are listening to October by Regina Mira uh, from a album that came out in 2018 and it I think maybe it was just a single I can't really see that much information about Regina but uh, I thought it was quite relevant to add that song as we're in October and we've gone through September which we all thought would be a difficult transition going back to school going back to work after the lockdown but I think it's becoming quite a testing month uh, what with the mercury going in retrograde on the 13th which is why I thought it was quite necessary to perhaps do my little mud hut podcast for you cats out there just something to sort of listen into and perhaps hear where I'm coming from and the thoughts that I have and and uh, the feeling that, um, you know, we are sort of isolated still in a way in that we can't socialise at gigs and parties and our normal congregations that we like to do. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I recommend anybody sort of get a little podcast together and um, just chat, really, talk into the mic and let your consciousness flow. Hello there, campers. Uh, this segment, I thought I'd talk about these um, TikTok videos that are in my algorithm uh, referring to the origins of... Um, the Caribbean West Indian Rastafarians and the correlations between the Indian sadhus uh, who have similar parallel influences and uh, gestures and uh, routines to their um, spirituality and uh, one TikTok I, I got um, put up in my algorithm was of a guy explaining that the Ganga River is why it's called Ganja. So there's a correlation there. Um, but really for me, in my personal experience as a Hindu, as a, as a person from Hindu descent... I um we ha- we always had images of Lord Shiva in our house and he was a guy with blue skin or very dark or you know he he was an avatar with a trident and a cobra 
and and a pile, a big lob of dreadlocks on the top of his head um, alongside his uh, quantum physics, science uh, symbols around his forehead area and just just uh, very symbolic and of course these gods go these images are not just 2,000 years old they're tens of thousands of years old I mean okay we know that 10,000 years ago you know the saber-toothed tiger was still around and stuff like that so but in the big scheme of things 10,000 years isn't actually that long ago when you think about the um the nature of the earth and how long it's been here and that we're finding out more and more information about actually how actually it goes further back than we thought it's it's much older and um you know we thought that it was the you know the pyramids the oldest things on the planet um and graham hancock is is uh, discovering things like on tepe what is it called the the the, the uh arch, arch, excavation in turkey on tepe may oh god it's very early morning today that mercury has just gone retrograde on the 13th of october here and it's just it it's just been pouring it down for a couple of days and everything feels so damp out there and I just I'm just cozy in my dressing gown just sort of mumbling away here and I kind of haven't really had my first cup of tea but I just thought I'd get a start on what I was thinking about including in my podcast today um but so yeah there's the the earth is a lot older than we we initially think it is and all the books that have written about history need to be adjusted anyway because it's only written from a certain perspective and it's only written from a colonialist respect perspective and seemingly respected only from that perspective if you see what i mean so um i think there's going to be a lot of um new books written about a bit more clearer and a bit more concise than they were maybe 150 years ago that we're still teaching people this history from those old books by those old mindsets that actually were very closed and um, unforgiving and not really kind of uh, fair Um, so yeah going back to what I was talking about originally it was um the correlations between Rastafari and Hinduism and another algorithm TikTok popped on my um, feed this morning because I like to to watch a bit of TikTok in the morning you know it just it makes me laugh Um, and this one was saying that that it was talking about the hair was talking about the um, now I don't really like this word coolie because it's very derogatory. It's it's of, of Indian people because during colonialist years in the Raj, the British Raj, um, you know they were basically one step away from being a slave, or you know they were just servants to the British and they were called coolies. Your coolie walla, you know somebody make your chai walla, you know it was somebody who was just a skivvy you know so i think it's very derogatory to uh to use those um semantics sometimes in in present day but if it's just used for historical purposes of course but um 
so so after the abolition of slavery and when it became kind of like not cool okay to steal people anymore um the the british raj then offered uh indian citizens a contract to go and work in the caribbean essentially um replacing the african uh, population there to do the same work on the plantations so so yeah so that it doesn't take you know a scientist to figure out that those cultures combined and influenced each other um but the, the but what media conglomerate in the last 200 years would want to identify that and promote that or even talk about that in an honest way and division obviously is always the um key component into keeping people uh distant from one another and not coming together in 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 a more soulful way and when i was little i mean i had a nanny from um um guyana and they they were hindus and they had gold teeth <laughs> my granny no my aunt auntie dolly had got a gold tooth but she was indian and she talked like that no you know and oh my god i'm doing a really terrible version of it and my nanny my nanny it was um what was always saying about my my batty my big batty and my nappy and uh, <laughs> and but I, they were hindus they had pictures of krishna around the house and my uh, the my um, auntie dolly's husband was called krishna but they they would where they came from the caribbean in and they had a tea towels on an imagery all around of um guyana and um and so when i would sort of express that to my other friends in the playground they were like no they don't have indians there they're not indian they're not indian and it was really like there was something bad about being indian and um i just didn't understand like <laughs> what are you talking about we're an ancient culture you know it's like <laughs> when i think about it now it's like when i i look back at old you know um episodes of grange hill and i just think you know it was so stuck you know um the mentality of um of everything and i suppose it's still stuck today in a way but um so yeah um there should be more kind of like um there's there's loads of youtube documentaries on indentured servants that were given these contracts told that there was there was work in in the caribbean but then basically made slaves and they couldn't go anywhere they weren't allowed to leave the island um and basically they you know were were captured there again next generation but indian but nobody really knows too much about it people know about it of course but it's not um as well um televised or so yeah there's a couple of documentaries on youtube and i really i suggest like you know if you're interested in history and that sort of thing um get on it because they people really still want to divide cultures um and say oh well they don't accept blah 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 or they don't do this and there was one comment on this tiktok saying oh hindus don't um acknowledge rastafari and i'm like well actually i think you'll find 
if Hindus knew about it, if there was any kind of like amnesty of information, I think they'll you'll find that Hindus, like Buddhists, uh, Buddhism comes from Hinduism, uh, a very accepting and peaceful, giving people, forgiving people, and loving people. So. Um, it's the there's so much spikiness in the comment section that um i just th- and and one thing i really want to say about hindus is it's the, it they don't shout from the rooftops about their their learnings their teachings they they don't have big megaphones screeching out every day 10 times a day about their gods and what they do They're very much underground the temples are underground you have to be a hindu in order to see the the crypts of these temples the the uh it's it's a very uh humble non-showy passive uh mindset and they don't and they don't fight they don't think they don't sort of go on marches and but only in the only in the last century when they've been invaded so much had so much just ripped from their culture and their society and their country and their minerals you know it, you you realize well they they kind of have to step up which is a whole other episode on invasion and uh the the derivative of sikhism and what it means to hinduism and the whole tree of hinduism branching it out into lots of other forms of spirituality oh i could go on and on and on and on about that And that was the specials there with Stereotype. And when I was about 16, 17, and we were just sort of getting into wearing army fatigues and um, German army para boots and having our hair all sort of twisty and long and, you know, all our piercings and everything. (laughs) It sounds dreadful. But we were really listening to the specials and um, a two-tone label. I mean, when I was young, when I was like eight or eight, nine, ten, they were very much in on top of the pops and in the charts. And um, before I was a Durrani, when before I was mid-teens, like I really loved all the sort of mod thing that was happening in the pop culture on top of the pops. And so Selector, The Beat specials madness you know they all have a special place in my heart and I, I remember drawing the jam in chalk on the on the back of my school jacket because <laughs> we had one of them duffel coats you know with a hood and a bit of sort of fake fur collar um and I still wear one of those to this day and there's lots of stories with my family and myself in in Parker's um but uh lately i've re- i've been going back to um my love of the specials and um over the years uh, you know they've transformed and i i always had thought to myself you know why did they, they you know when i first saw them on top of the box they were just a gang of guys with 
you know, heaps of camaraderie and charisma and connection and um, togetherness. And I just couldn't imagine um, why they would then split up and be so acrimonious in that split and why they, you know, what happened? And when you're a kid, you just think, how can they go from being so, like, friendly and just being in a gang to, like being completely like you know separated so that confused me when I was a kid and then obviously being a a student a researcher of astrology I uh, looked into their charts and um I'm just going to do a quick name check of all the band members um uh with the specials um that went on to be special AKA as well, but they were formed in Coventry, um, and the first lineup consisted of Terry Hall and Neville Staple on vocals, and Linville Golding and Roddy Radiation on guitars, Horace Panther on bass, and Jerry Dammers on keyboards, John Bradbury on drums, um, and then Dick Cuthel and Rico Rodriguez Rodriguez on horn. Um, so there's a whole crew of them on stage and they all seem to be like little jumping beans and I loved I loved their energy I just thought every band don't doesn't why bands why are bands static what's that all about bands should be getting into their own sound surely the bass and the, the drums is going to drive the rhythm right uh, um no not so many bands have that um that connection um and then yeah so I'm going to just pinpoint two members of the band, even though obviously without that whole group setting, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be that chemistry and they wouldn't then be able to produce that sound and that imagery. Um, but for the sake of like breaking it down in the most basic terms, I'm going to go for the front man and the music writer and songwriter and that's uh, Terry Hall and Jerry Dammers. And I think fundamentally those two those two um beings might be an indication or a clue or a stack of breadcrumbs that may derive into what may or may not have happened within the specials and i i think i might start with terry he's got his son in 28 degrees pisces i mean this is according to um the astro theme um, astrological article and chart so um, his birth data and astrological dominance may differ because the time is unknown on this but uh, evidently he was born on a Thursday March the 19th 1959 just before the 60s were about to explode so sun there in 28 degrees Pisces and the moon in guess what you guessed it cancer so this combination, in my experience, and the pattern that I've uh, observed, Pisces and Cancer energy, when they're together, um, they're, they're, they're massively attracted to one another. But ultimately, there's there's a madness to it, and there's a destruction to it, and there's a um, yeah, there's a, a spikiness to it that, um, that that doesn't include everyone else around it, and it's very short lived. It's often just a spark. Um, and uh but th- those i noticed that those two 
can often be attracted to one another. It can work depending on other elements like the Venus, like Mercury and the way they communicate. But ultimately, those two characters, those two signs can be quite debauched. So Terry has his sun and moon in those two. And and then here we go. We've got his Mercury in 13 degrees. Well, in a very in the mid or early degree of Aries and Venus in the later degrees of Aries. So Venus in Aries, very passionate, very um, quick, very quick, very quick to act, very impulsive. Um, and I, I'm, I know that because I'm, I'm um, Venus in Aries and um, you, you, sometimes you do things, you jump into, giant, jump into the fire sometimes. And, um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's sometimes... Uh, quite a nice thing but sometimes it's not it's not a great thing so let's carry on with his mars in gemini jupiter in sagittarius saturn in capricorn so the, his chart um his four main main um planets sun moon mercury venus are in areas where there's a lot of introversion there um there's a lot of quiet times there's a lot of maybe um anger and um, passion uh, but ultimately that moon in cancer really brings in a sensitivity with that Pisces but there's a lot of there's quite a bit of Aries energy there and dominating his chart so um you know I I would gauge from reading his chart that he you know he's he's kind of a, a straight up geezer he, he's straight down the line there's not there's no messing about no mind games no kind of like um well actually you know when I say Pisces and mind gaze and Cancerian they know they know it but they 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 will call it out and they will they they have their own dominant energy so they won't necessarily be uh subject to manipulations because they know how it works whereas you know for me an Aquarian like oh I'm kind of baffled a lot of the time um so his dominance are Pisces and Cancer and Aries he does have Mars and Gemini and Jupiter and Sag so his chart isn't that aligned it isn't that special to to for want of a better word (laughs) but Moon and Cancer and Pisces very musical a Sun in Pisces is the poet you know so, so he's he's he, i mean after the specials we all know that um maybe you don't know he went on to fun boy three which was also like my go-to all-time favorite band from when i was 10 nine years old let's say eight years old and um i wanted the royal rusker and the gray i still wear the gray and i thought wow on my head my hair is a bird's nest anyway so these people are my tribe and um yeah i i, I felt that um a connection with um, definitely Terry Hall in his career with that Aries energy there in Venus and Mars. Um, and myself being Moon and Aries and Venus and Aries, I loved it. So um, what were I going to say? Terry went on to Funboy Free, Colour Field. Um, he's done so many numerous um, incarnations of bands uh, in, in the last 45, 40 years and uh, he's maintained it sustained it and um always developing and stayed in the background and he 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 technically you know if it was anyone else if he was like a scorpio or leo or capricorn he would have been a superstar but it just doesn't fit with the pisces opera operatus what is it called oh my god i'm trying to speak latin now 
Anyway, let's go on to Mr. Jerry Dammers, born on the 22nd of May, 1955. Um, guess where Mr. Dammers was born? He was born in Utakamunda, Tamil Nadu, India. So he is, he's from a homeland. He's from, he was born in India. Um, but then I think to myself, well, then his ancestors may have been colonials colonialists and um so that's a whole other box of pandora things can of worms perhaps that could be he should do one of those um who do you think you are's and uh, look into his past of who his ancestors were you know i find i find it interesting with no chip on my shoulder you know because then he he went on to because he was brought up in Coventry and Birmingham and that area where it's a lot of the uh, rag trade was from India so um blah 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 so look I've had to um do his chart because he's not I mean he he is star aligned this geezer is totally um meant to have done what he did start what he started and and um and do what he do guy because um I mean, it's via astrology, looking at his chart, his, his sun, moon, and Mercury. Hang on, let me just check, because it's not on... It's weird, because it's not on any astrology um, website. I've had to do his chart myself. His sun is in zero degrees Gemini direct, which is just, like, boing. And then moon in three degrees Gemini, Mercury in 22 degrees Gemini. And then he's got his Venus and Taurus... So he is super aligned um, because Taurus and Gemini energy is very compatible together um, in, in a riotous kind of circumstance. Mars again in Gemini and then he's got his Jupiter in Cancer, Saturn in Scorpio, uh, Uranus in Cancer and Neptune Leo, Pluto in Leo and True Node in Sagittarius. And the Sagittarius energy, his True Node, his True Path, his North Star, his, his Guide his path, uh, his trail is to unite, bring people together in a in a club or in a group or so. He, he definitely fulfilled his uh, purpose in life um, at a very young age, evidently. So with that sun in Gemini, moon in Gemini, Mercury in Gemini, he's going to be slightly eccentric, let's say, um, to a point where it's not going to be... Um, uh, like even though he was in a very social connected band and he put together a record label and he put together you know everything that goes with it but not he necessarily isn't that uh blend you know able to blend in as well as say other people um and i love the fact that he um you know apparently got glassed um when he when he was you know before you know at one point when he early on in his um years and uh, he'd never got his teeth replaced and uh, that was always like um like a very like prominent feature of Jerry Dammers in the specials and I remember when I was little I was thinking he's young but he's got no teeth and um but he he's the one who had that eccentric stance that would just sort of like stand on stage like static and just look uh, but it, it but he kind of ha- it, there was so much humor to that stance that i don't know if anyone else could pull it off 
I don't know if you know what stance I mean, but if you look at any sort of old footage of the specials when they're on top of the pops or um, their videos that they did, which were incredible, um, and he just like you know when there was like a musical interlude with Terry weren't singing or if whoever weren't singing, he sort of like do a little um, like a char- real character like presence. He, he quite quite a solid vibe going on there, but um, my my feeling with the band is that I hadn't realised that he'd written a lot of the um, the music and the lyrics, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, when you start a band and you're young and you're full of piss and biscuits. Um, you just all think everyone's on an equal footing, don't you? And you all think that everyone's in it together and you're, you're you know, the musketeers, you know. Um, and then you realise that when finances get involved, money gets involved and you have to pay for things and, you know, um, you don't own anything. It's the songwriters that own everything and it's the music that, that is owned and then you, you're the performers, almost session workers, you know, and I can see that can hurt. You know, and and if you're not business minded, and Gemini's are business minded in a way, and they can knuckle down, and they can learn, they 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 have the discipline, um, of being that boring, mundane duty, of uh, not learning something so like, other people like I would find boring. You know, to spend hours and hours and hours upon hours, weeks upon weeks, years refining something and learning it you know and they they seem to do it with ease um which is annoying um so and then i could see that you know when that was surfaced which happens with every single band ever they realize that they don't get as much money as the songwriter and the uh, music writer in the band um which is which is unfair but um going back to a brommy band another brommy band duran duran they actually stipulated in their contracts as far as i'm aware when they first started that they were all equal footings and they all add to the songwriting so i i think that's a key to why they stayed together um for as long as they did but i mean i mean i'm i'm just juxtaposing another band that i'm very fond of that i know of with from the same area from the same settings and um but different approach to the business side of the music industry um so yeah i think all that sort of stuff it's re- it's really eggy to talk about that stuff when you're a creative person nobody wants to talk about music it's very kind of like ungentlemanly to talk about me- money rather um but in, in the end it will sting if you don't um so um i i i think in my personal opinion and my synopsis of thinking about what happened with jerry dammers and the specials because um they went on to tour again in the in 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 the recent years so they're 30 years on they started getting together and doing tours with um you know guesting guesting young stars to star with them like amy winehouse and people like that um uh, and they and Jerry Dammers went and said he, that he's not invited on these tours. And I think to myself, well, you know, if um, they've, they've kind of like excluded him for a reason and it sucks. But I guess that's how they feel, you know. And um, 
that that feeling of manipulation never goes away and with someone like Terry Hall with that Aries energy and Pisces as well they don't tend to forget you know maybe forgive but they don't maybe forget maybe forgive but don't forget and they would you know it's it's you know we were a gang an army a united um group of friends individuals and he i i can still feel that that's the thing with those guys and like my astrology that i'm i'm talking about is is perhaps i'm hoping in this segment making a little bit of sense in as to why these these two worlds collided and then just dispersed and never i hope that at some point in the future they will put aside the the anger and the frustrations of the past and um it wouldn't it be incredible if jerry dammers got on stage again with terry hall and um the rest of the boys whoever are left standing or whoever's still alive because of course a lot of the members perished um expired with time as we all will and do which is a good point as to um you know the whole concept of life being very short and um but even then like i think to myself like um it is quite rare for a gemini and a pisces to to um get together and i think the buffer of the rest of the band would have um would have made that a bit easier maybe i don't know those are my thoughts about the specials I trust who I also have been listening to back to back for the last few weeks uh, they are a band from Montreal Quebec um, Canada I th- it looks like they were formed in 2014 and they're really kind of big on YouTube so they have millions of uh, views and they have an album called Uncle Jazz and it's just so calming and beautiful and for you know an older person like me I mean weirdly I mean I love it because it just it's just so calming and quiet and you know once upon a time you know I used to listen to very loud very high pitched music maybe quite erratic music but um bizarrely men i trust got onto my radar after um listen, hearing my niece 14-year-old niece listening to it with her friends and i was like what is this beautiful music wafting through the kitchen into the corridor i love it so i um shazammed it and um and uh, yeah so that's how i discovered uh, men i trust and the album uncle jazz every single song on there is real like something to it you know you don't skip songs which is quite rare in today's money in today's album worlds but um it's a great great album to listen in in the bath or in a busy place where you just want some calm that that would be my experience of men i trust
So here we are on the 13th of October 2020. It's a Tuesday and um, we will shortly be entering Mercury in retrograde in Scorpio. And already, I mean, I've spoke on my transits. I, I, inter- I interrupted with um, thoughts about and the news of uh, the neighbour on um, just 100 meters down the road um succumbing to his his uh mental health issues um and uh i just saw an ambulance um just as i was tinkering on my old vintage retro motor um just rock up to the um flats in the next door and uh, they were waiting outside for ages and i said oh if you want i can get someone to come out and open the door for you at the back and they're like oh no 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 they know we're here but um but yeah an ambulance next door and then my neighbor just um came to me outside and said that the end house had just been robbed and loads of the um, expensive tools and everything because they're having the whole house um well they're having the loft done but it's taken nearly 10 12 months to um renovate and um they they were in the house when it when all this stuff got stolen so um so yeah just just lock all doors make sure everything's tight and bolted and um uh double check things people out there we've the mercury retrograde in scorpio may sting you know um uh, I'm just thinking like um, it's funny isn't it Li- like we've had the shadow phase literally today people are telling me about all these mishaps already you know so um, just take precaution take extra care um, it's crazy crazy isn't it it's these times and I, and I feel like um, um, I, I can't put out my communication enough as to it's just uh, um, don't stay silent keep talking to people ring people up but at the same token, instinctively, when you ring people, they get used to being like they get used to that connection and it becomes not an addiction, but they get they expect it, you know. So when you don't do it, it becomes like a bit fricked. There's a friction and it shouldn't be like that. I know. But that's why those things happen. You know, we're, we're sensitive, fragile creatures. And um when it comes to communications um we do we do tend to rely on other people a lot you know so um so in one hand you know communicate with people on the other hand just be cautious because you know people will become um will expect you to in a way which is which is weird (laughs) if you're if you see what i mean you know um i'm very i'm i'm super lucky you know in that i have my family and i have my friends that i've been friends with since first school middle school and i live in my local neighborhood and so everybody has known me since i was a little kid around here you know it's not like i've just moved into the neighborhood 20 years ago or 10 years ago and i i don't and um you know i'm picked people it's a it's a different concept in london um if you're if you went to school here, brought up in the neighbourhood, to when if you've just, if you've just moved into the neighbourhood, you know it's, it's they're the two quite fundamentally different things, and so um, and London is as it as it is is a very rare thing, evidently, um, and that's a whole other segment and issue and story. But you know that's life. That's the way cities work, 
you know, and, and London can be so isolating anyway without COVID, without this pandemic, because we don't tend to have eye contact for a reason a lot of the time. And we don't tend to communicate for a reason a lot of the time, you know, so it's just reading the room a lot of the time with um, with Londoners and, and being in London and the, and the situation. And, uh, you know, London attracts a lot of elements of society that are desirable and undesirable. So um, it's just the ability to gauge that and um, and and work with it. Just adding on to this week's uh, quick, quick thought is uh, yeah, with the sun in Libra and the moon in Virgo for the next couple of days, um, that that combination is it's messy versus meticulous, picky, and uh, you know scrutinising. So um, you know, make those lists, um, and uh, but like you don't have to jump to all of them. Just you know, just in the next few weeks whilst mercury in retrograde is a thing until i think early november third of november um just try and slow down and i think the message why i just quickly started speaking in this segment and turn on the record button was um earlier i said you know words can 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 be um quite uh quite strong and um hurtful or whatever and more even so more importantly words that you say to yourself or how you talk to yourself is important as well so you know think about how you um uh, uh, are negative about yourself to yourself and the thoughts that you have you know maybe just sort of like be kinder there to yourself and perhaps then you might you know feel better I don't know anyway that was a quick thought I just thought I'd have in my head and um because we forget that you know sometimes the language that we have to ourselves is actually quite destructive and hurtful um and we forget that perhaps that can be projected onto others if you can see what I mean been listening to mud heart by me click all the links for my instagram and various paintings and stuff that's going on here in london town until the next time it's been fabulous adios mm-hmm.